hello there. I'm Ellen. I'm the pussycat half of Pea Green Boat. In this podcast, I'll be talking about the real you, the person you've always dreamed of being. And I'll also be talking about all the things that get in the way of you being that person, that stop you being that person, and what we might be able to do to change that. I'll often be chatting with my fellow coach and longtime friend Fiona Dove. Fiona is the other half of Pea Green Boat. And with lots of other fascinating people from all over the world that we've both been fortunate to meet. So join me here for our weekly chats, full of laughter and ideas, ideas that can open doors for you. So grab yourself a coffee, hop on board Pea Green Boat, and we'll have a gentle sail down the river. Welcome to the podcast, Alan. How are you today? Well, very good to meet you again, Victoria. <laughs> and I'm quite good today. And the sun's even it's, shining. Oh, that's nice. That's Makes nice. It, nice. it does. It's always everything's always better when the sun's shining, I think. It does <laughs> feel good, doesn't it? Yeah. It does. Now, Alan, you were brought up in the old witch ways of Britain. That sounds like a really interesting upbringing to start with, but I wondered if you could explain what the old old witch ways are. <laughs> I can have a go. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Just a sort of quick overview in that sense, because, you know, obviously it goes quite deep. Mm. But we've had our own traditions in Britain for thousands and thousands of years, um, long, long before we got um, into the more modern religions and things. Okay. And they never really died. I think in most places, unless they've been really suppressed, then people do continue with their old traditions if they wish to. So we've been going for thousands of years, but we're very, very good at learning to keep our heads down. Mm-hmm. Um, as everybody knows, there's been lots of persecution of witches and healers and people like that. Absolutely. So you know, if you know that's going to happen, you are going to not look like you know, not look different, stay yes. looking like other people. Okay. And acting that way. Mm-hmm. But the old ways are about connecting with nature. Well, they're about being connected with nature mm-hmm. and thinking of ourselves as part of the world, part of the natural world. And the natural world is not an enemy, it's a friend. And you get so that you can speak with trees and listen to trees and sit under trees and loads and loads of tree hugging, of course. (laughs) Um, And that connects you properly with your real self. I was brought up in it because my parents were in it. Uh, Several other people in the village were in it, like about Mm -hmm. half the village. This was back in the 1960s and 50s. Okay. And they had been for generations back and back and back. So it was just normal. Mm-hmm. But they all fitted perfectly well into ordinary everyday life. I mean, there was the butcher, the baker. My dad was an engineer. Um, my mum was a gardener, amongst other things, and farmers and uncle gardeners and all this sort of thing. So they weren't like odd people, but they just thought and felt and acted sometimes slightly differently to other people. Okay. 
Does that make some sense? It does. It does. It's it's good. Thank you. So thank you. (laughs) (laughs) We don't actually have to go around sort of dressed in feathers and antlers and things like that. Although you can if you want to. (laughs) I mean, dressing up's fun. (laughs) Yeah, dressing up is fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So you... um, you help women to become wild in business. My phrase that correctly. <laughs> um, that will do. Um, <laughs> probably making a lot of eyebrows shoot up. <laughs> well, yes, become wild. Wild women in business. <laughs> <laughs> now that sounds fun. <laughs> um, well, it is. And actually, I know a lot of women who are wild. They don't look particularly wild. They don't go rushing around with no clothes on or anything silly mm-hmm. like that. But they are themselves right they are utterly themselves and um a lot of them are running their own businesses mm-hmm. or ceos or something or in charge of this that or the other in the business um they're often married mm-hmm. and um they probably have most women's attitude to men at times <laughs> <laughs> Like, really? Yeah, they're quite nice at times, but not now, dear. (laughs) But they're quite happy to say that. Okay. And to be that and to actually say things like, well, yeah, but I can't buy into that. Mm -hmm. And that's a big one. Yeah. I mean, if we all thought about that for a moment, there are times when people really push you. Yes. You You really need to sort of like excuse me and uh sorry i can't do that Mm, that's not the easiest thing to say no i think it isn't it isn't i don't think modern life encourages it no Um, and i've got my own sort of semi-political reasons as to why not if if you're somebody who's going to say no Mm -hmm. um if somebody wants to get you doing things their way they're going to have a problem with you Mm mm-hmm and there is a lot of organization, advertising, business, government even, that wants you to behave in a particular way. And if you don't feel like it, you're a problem. Yeah. And being wild means you might not feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> You probably don't feel like it anyway inside. Lots of women don't. Mm. But they go, yes, dear, okay, dear, yeah, whatever, right. And it doesn't help, actually. There are times when you've got to sort of say, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. But the less you can do that, the more you can say, sorry, I don't want to go to that party. I don't want to go on that holiday. I don't want to do this, that. I I don't want to work with my staff that way. Yeah. And that's really important too Mm -hmm. because usually I think it's a cultural thing more as much as a genetic thing. Usually women are more empathetic. Yes. They get feelings and they work with feelings and they will listen to them. Mm Mm-hmm. Modern men, I don't think this is always the case, and there are certainly some who don't, but often modern men sort of like, oh, feelings is airy-fairy, wafty, we've got to get down to and do the plan, follow the project. Right. And maybe the project's wrong. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, you've probably been there. 
<laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. I was thinking about it as you were talking. And I think the times when, you know, you you press it down and you and you go ahead and you you go along absolutely. with something that you don't feel right, it actually builds up inside you, I think. It does. Um, and, you, and it causes all these other feelings because you're going along with something that you don't feel is right. And it, for me, I tend to, it comes out eventually. <laughs> it does. It does. And... Not only is it just a suppress feeling thing, when you suppress feelings like this, I did a lot of work on biofeedback in the 1970s and 80s. Um, fascinating stuff. There ought to be more of it. Mm -hmm. But if you suppress feelings, then you completely wreck your hormonal balance. Do you? You do. And um, that can go even into things like the pituitary gland, which mm -hmm. is, you know, general driver yeah and the thyroid and not just the adrenaline and things like that it's not just the flight and fight that will suppress your stomach wow. and so your digestion i mean how many people in stress have problems with digestion absolutely exactly. yeah and that will be about suppressed feelings right okay and you've done something, I don't want to do that, you know, mm -hmm. and your teeth are nicely gritted there. Yes. But you think, then you suddenly go, smile, pin the smile on, yes, dear, um, or uh, yes, John, of course, whatever you say, John, mm -hmm. you know, or whatever. And inside, it's like royal, 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 you know, you're yeah. really going. And you're going to wreck your body. Mm. And that's even a big, more, even more reason to say no, isn't it? It is. <laughs> and saying no gets easier when you actually start feeling your wild self, your real okay. self. Can you remember back to being a child and galloping about and yes. getting wet <laughs> and dirty and mum saying, oh, no, you know, as you come in. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But it was such fun. Yes. When was the last time you rolled in the mud? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. years ago, years ago. Yeah. 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 Uh, we haven't quite got into mud wrestling on the retreats that I run yet, but we do <laughs> sit in the grass, lie there, drink the rain, open your mouth and feel the rain, <laughs> um, make birch leaf tea while we're out for a walk. Wow. Um do some gentle foraging um, where I keep an eye on people not actually trying to eat something poisonous. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Tempting as though it can be at times with certain people. I can think of some I wouldn't mind, but um, it's not a good idea. No. <laughs> but okay. just actually doing that mm -hmm. is really, it really opens you up. Mm-hmm. And you suddenly get, hey, that was fun. And all the other women that we were on, you know, that you're with, and yeah. there can be up to eight or nine of us, then they all go, yes, do it. <laughs> and it's wonderful when somebody does that with you. Yeah. It's so good being affirmed. And nobody's criticizing you. Nobody's looking down their nose at you. Mm -hmm. And you can say crazy things. Um, that people wouldn't say and in ordinary life. Yeah. You can actually express the feelings and fears and even your prejudices. Because if you actually put them out there, 
then they sort of stop being mountains inside and come down to molehills again. You mm-hmm. go, well, actually, I only feel that when so-and-so does so-and-so. Okay. And it shrinks, and you stop hating all men or hating all people who play music in their cars or something like that. <laughs> and you just think, I just don't want that now. Mm-hmm. So I do that on retreats. Um, which are lovely. They're just Friday okay. through to Sunday. Mm-hmm. But I also do it in ordinary coaching as well. Right. And it works. It's wonderful watching somebody going, oh, oh, that's actually okay, feeling like that. Right, I see. What kind of, um, so it's helping people kind of reconnect with nature. Yes. So how what kind of people do you help so you help people with businesses and i know it's quite wide but can you give us some examples um quite often it's women who are running their own businesses Mm -hmm. or high ceos in business um one of my recent or one of my current clients um she's just moving from being a senior executive in jaguar land rover um to a smaller firm where she is actually getting some promotion and more authority in it. Mm-hmm. Um, she calls herself a people pleaser, mm-hmm. which oh she she does now. Before then, she just thought she was being nice, um, which is a, a horrible thing. But there you go. Um, and she's moved out of that. And she's actually, she's had a couple of bad bosses in Jaguar, Mm. as you do anywhere. You do. And she's able to sort of stand there and go, "Um, actually, no, we're not going to do that. It will waste money and so and so and so and so. Oh, you know, the reasons. Yeah. And the bloke, she said the last time she did it, the bloke actually blinked. (laughs) (laughs) Part of it was sort of like, oh, my goodness, you know, this isn't the woman I used to know. Another woman runs her own business. Um, she's a counsellor and coach as well. Um, another woman runs her own massage business and fitness business. She's very good too. Mm-hmm. Um, who else does it? Another woman um, runs a campsite, which is a, an adult and one very much connected with nature. They own a big quite big area of land and they rescue horses and they so they also people can they come and camp and they also like get to know the horses and learn to know you know learn how to be with a horse Mm -hmm. and um another woman um up in scotland she's got quite a little menagerie uh, runs her own business helping people connect to animals and not be frightened of a sheep for instance okay um oh brilliant and so there's a lot of that going on i've also got a teacher Mm -hmm. um in secondary school who poor woman was so stuffed Mm -hmm. and that was the regime around her not the kids and she said in it she was also totally Mm -hmm. depressed because of watching the kids suffering yeah um and not being able to do what they wanted to do yeah I've heard that. Yeah. So you work with quite a wide variety of clients. Do you see similar themes coming up across? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And 
the worst one really well, not the worst one it's the strongest one the most often one mm-hmm. is this being nice this people pleasing and not standing up and being yourself mm. i think that's so ingrained in us i don't know if it's particularly women as you said mm. but it, it's like mm, don't cause a fuss isn't it and yeah toe the line come on yes. toe the line yeah. you know um um i've even had i used to um Amongst my massive careers, I used to make and create relational databases for the Ministry of Defence. So I got to meet some pretty high up blokes and nearly always blokes um, and answering parliamentary questions on stuff and things like that. And even there, and you get somebody Mm -hmm. who is really high up in the civil service and even government ministers, and they would sort of shrink inside when you said, but if you say that, so-and-so, but somebody above them had said, say it. Right. And they could see the answer, you know, get to see mm. where the problems were going. They didn't know how to dare to make that plain to the people above them. Okay. And uh, I really found that tragic. And I was mm. very glad to get out in the end because right. it just got worse and worse and worse. Mm-hmm. So it isn't just blokes. Uh, it isn't just yeah, women, rather. So, yeah, yeah, it's a general thing. So how um, how do you go about helping people then if they, if you're seeing this come up? What can you do if you're always agreeing and not being true to yourself? Actually, it's going to sound a bit weird, mm-hmm. but you have to do a lot of crying. Okay, you actually have to be vulnerable mm-hmm. and say. I realize that I'm doing this because I don't feel safe. Okay. And we're mostly people please because we don't feel safe. Mm, That makes sense. And we want attention. Yes. And we'd like the right sort of attention. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I do this, then he'll he'll be okay and he'll smile at me and he'll say, well done, Ellen, and whatever. Yeah. And... It's amazing what that does to people. Mm-hmm. So you have to spend a lot of time finding those roots. I mean, I call the sort of coaching I do three-dimensional. Because okay. most coaching is about the everyday world and about what's going on in the everyday world. And that's sort of a, a sort of horizontal thing. Okay. Um, some of it does go down to roots a bit, but... I'm also a psychotherapist uh, trained mm-hmm. and all that. So I'm quite, I'm quite happy with delving for roots. Yes. And that's really important. But you can't just delve for the roots. Think about a tree. There's a tree right. with roots going down into the ground. Very important. Tree won't stand up without them. Mm-hmm. It goes on up into the air and then it spreads branches which have flowers and then fruit on them and it, they mm-hmm. drink the air. And those branches are like our aspirations. Okay. And we know they're up there, but we've got to spend so much time in the trunk that, you know, that's a dream thing. I can, you know, think about this sitting by the pond of a quiet evening with a cup of tea or something. But, well, that's a pipe dream, love. I can't actually do it. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can. Right. So we find the roots Mm-hmm. And often they're what we call other people's scripts. 
You say, well, I always do that. And well, how come? You know, where did you, where did you first mm. learn about doing that? And I said, yeah. oh, well, teacher told me, mummy told me. And you go, well, does it actually fit with you now? Yeah. Oh, no. Well, you don't have to keep playing their script. Mm -hmm. What would you like to do? And then we're reaching up into the trees again. Okay. And how would you like to behave in that situation? And sometimes when we start, it goes right over the top. And um, okay, so we have to do that. We have to do the over the top stuff. Like, I just want to kill everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, but again, I'm a place where they can say that. And I'm mm -hmm. not going to take them badly. Yeah. So they do that. And then we actually come to something that can work. Mm -hmm. And on the horizontal side for me... Um, I did a lot of Jung in my psychotherapy trainings, Carl Jung, mm -hmm. and he has the body, which is the instincts, okay. the feelings, we know about those, the thinking, all the head stuff, mm -hmm. and the intuitive body. Now, nowadays, everybody's encouraged to work with their heads. Yes. What do you think about this? Everybody says, what do you think about mm. this? How many people say, how, how do you feel about that? Yeah, it's less. <laughs> Much less. And what do your guts say about that? Pardon? Uh, your intuition? <laughs> uh, I can't spell that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> so we spend our lives living with just one part of the four tools we've got. Mm -hmm. Guts are really useful you walk into a room and i'm sure you've done it victoria and you go oh my god what am i here for oh yeah absolutely i think i did that last week <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that i hope it's okay now um <laughs> but we all do it and then you sort then your head gets in again and goes oh come on don't be silly it's all right no and then you can't find yes. out say even three four weeks years later you go oh god it was right Yes, yeah, that is, that's so true. Yeah. We override it, don't we? We with do. With common sense. We're like, oh, don't be daft, don't be silly. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And we do the same thing with feelings. You go in and, you you know, you meet somebody and you think, oh, it doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. Don't like this person. Or they upset you. And so you're there mm -hmm. trying to be nice in spite of the fact that, you know, they're yeah. coming on too hard or doing whatever they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And your head is there saying, no, no, be nice, be nice. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And the way you were raised. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, no, you don't say things like that. Yeah. Um, might be a good job if, if more of us did say things like that now and again. So, Oi, stop yes. that. Now. Yeah. You know, and then there's the intuition. Well, that's yeah, that's just bloody superstition, dear. You mm -hmm. know, but you think back over your life. Everybody think back over your life. How many times have you known that, and then later found it was true? Mm -hmm. So, I help people work with those three as well as the head. We don't scrap the head. I mean, you're not going to drive a car. You're not going to do your finances. You're not going to make a plan no. without your head. No. But don't let it get on top of everybody. Mm -hmm. And so there are lots of ways and exercises, and they're all different for each person. I've, I've got a blooming great toolbox or cupboard behind me <laughs> full of all these tools, you know. Um, and good. that works for this person. This works for that person. 
So there's no box. But again, because I work with all these feelings and Mm -hmm. with my roots and with my own aspirations, I can sense into the people around me, the people, my client in front of me, the people on retreats. Ah, right. This is like what you call read the room. Right. And read the room is all about guts and feelings and intuition. Mm -hmm. Very little about your head. And so it's like teach everybody to read the room. Right. Okay. What kind of transformations have you seen? (sighs) Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, Well, the immediate one that comes to mind is from 20 years ago. Um, I was working with this American woman who lives and still lives over in Tacoma on Mm -hmm. the west coast of North America. And she's an ecologist. And she was, she was herself, she's actually part uh, Native American um, from one of the tribes up there. Um, so that was fairly strong in her anyway. But she was still like kowtowing, bowing down to other people's opinions, even when she knew it was wrong. Mm-hmm. And she and uh, her partner, who was both her work partner and her uh, life partner, they work particularly on the on studying the Pacific salmon who Ooh. come up there. A big job. Okay. Um, and she grew. She got to be able to stand up for herself, to say no, to say, no, we're not going to do it this way. We're going to do it that way, which was really important. And she ended up getting one of the top ecological prizes in America. Oh, that's fantastic. It, she, it, I just lay there being stunned, going, wow, wow, because it was so gorgeous. So, mm-hmm. you know, I have seen some big stuff. Um, yeah. On another level, a um, couple of people, uh, they'd been born into the wrong body and they needed to change their gender orientation and their physical gender as well for both of those. And that was big. And mm. I saw them do it, and uh, one of them, for instance, she she works for Logica, right? Um, top executive, and she carried it off through the company. The change still working. Wow. Uh, can you imagine what that was like? Yeah, you know, last week they'd seen her as a bloke, and on Monday morning they see her as a girl. Wow. Okay. And we were right behind us, like, you can phone me any time. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Go for it, you know. Mm-hmm. And she's really doing well. It's lovely. And the other good thing about her, she was married. Mm-hmm. And um, so she was worried. And I also ended up counseling the pair of them. She was worried about her partnership. And they've made it work. Oh, wow. That's they great. They live together still. Mm-hmm. They're really good friends, do things together, and it's they're they're a lovely couple. And they're not both they're not trying to be gay or anything. They're just, you know, I'm a woman and she's a woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was lovely. So mm. amazing things happen. <laughs> wow, you have seen some amazing things. <laughs> I've been very um, lucky, very fortunate to yeah. work with people like that. It's a oh. it's a real privilege. 
Well, thank you so much for sharing all that knowledge. Um, where can listeners go to connect with you, Ellen? Um, if they want to work with me, the best places to go onto my face uh, no onto my website, mm-hmm. uh, which is www.ellensentier.com. So not too hard to find. Mm-hmm. There's about my coaching. There's the various things that I do, packages, that kind of thing. There's the retreats are on there, and I do recommend yeah. those because it's just such fun. Anyway, I want you all Sounds to come because I want the fun as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also do public speaking, so mm-hmm. there's a little bit about that. Um, on a more social level, you can uh, corner me on Facebook. Ellen Sentier, wise woman. Okay. Um, and that's funny spelling because of worries to live. W Y E S, which is the River Y. Ah. And I used to live on it, so we're well, not quite on it, but next to it. So that's yeah. that. And if you want me, I can, I'm also on LinkedIn. Fantastic. I'll put notes, I'll put links to all of those in the show notes. Thanks, Victoria. That'd be great. Thank you so much for speaking to me today. It's really been fantastic. It's been a privilege, Victoria. I really enjoyed it. Well, thank you for joining our weekly sail on Pea Green Boat. Time to stop now. If you'd like to know more, you can meet me at www.ellensentier.com. And I'm on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn as well. So let's connect. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And thank you so much to Wahoo Media who produced this podcast for me. See you next week. Bye for now.